20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guest will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. Now, today's show is a special one because I have a family member who I literally just met one month ago. And so I was like, why not Why not bring you on the podcast so we can bond? So literally dozens of people can hear our chemistry. Please make welcome Colin Lively. Oh, and I'm so touched to, to meet you finally. I've heard okay. all about you're gonna you You're going to have to like, be close to I've the I've got to be close. I'm so happy to meet you. I've heard about you for years. <laughs> for those of you who are listening to this, he is wearing a giant, giant feather boa that like... If you went swimming, that would kill you because it would just choke you to death. And and, and it's red also. Yeah, and you're drinking a, a Coke. It's the, the visual is stunning, so I encourage you to go to our YouTube page and check out the video because it's – I love this look. Would you wear this in everyday life? <laughs> yes, I, I do wear some version of this in everyday life. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. Now tell what is so you worked for Elizabeth Arden. I did. You do a lot of like you told me a lot of stuff in our initial meeting. Yeah. And um, it was a lot to process. So tell the people what you do. Well, what I do now is I I'm basically a, a beautician. Okay. And I've been a beautician ever since I left the mountains of West Virginia, uh, back in the uh, uh, late sixties. Mm-hmm. So. It's uh, having a comb and a scissor has uh, gotten me to a lot of places. But what I do right now, uh, sort of at the in the last chapter of my career, is I'm a private hairdresser. Ooh, yeah. So what is a that hairdresser mean? for money? Um, I usually go to my clients now instead of working in a salon. I think. Do you it, have any big name clients? I do. But Can you I, name drop? Well, I can't name drop, but I will tell you that most of my clients are big names that you would find in the Wall Street Journal, not not in the in the um, uh, like the TV movie world. Oh, so they're like the less interesting celebrities. They're less interesting, but they're famous in their fields. They run corporations and whatnot. However, I can tell you whose hair I've had my comb in over the years. The first really famous person I ever touched her hair was was. Um, Jackie, she was between husbands. Jackie, who? Well, her first husband was named Kennedy. Oh, okay. And he was assassinated. Is in it Dallas, sad that my Texas. first thought went to Jack A. Harry? <laughs> well, see, there you go. There's the age difference. And and then, so I I did her hair when she was the widow Kennedy and the fiance of a shipping magnate called Aristotle Onassis. So. You just finished her hair for the first time. What did she say? Well, no, I didn't finish her hair. I said I touched her. <laughs> oh! Well, I was half listening to that story then. I'm a great interviewer. Uh, the key to interviewing is listening partially, and I think I nailed that. Well, well, did she know you touched her hair? She knew I touched her hair, but she didn't know what my name was. But Did she scream? No. Oh, no, she was lovely. She was smoking. She was lighting one cigarette after the other cigarette. I worked as an apprentice for Kenneth. Now, if you have any elderly folk in the audience, they'll know that Kenneth was the hairdresser of the day. And that was my big opportunity once I left the hills of West Virginia mm-hmm. and came to Gotham, New York City, New York. Um, now, can you tell people how we met? 
because I think it's kind of interesting. Well, because I the story you told me because we went to this <laughs> coffee shop. And, like, keep in mind, we have religion in our backgrounds. Oh, yeah. And it's done a lot for us. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, tell tell the audience how you discovered there was another homo in the family. Uh, Well, I'll I'll shorten it as as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Through the miracles of Facebook, uh, I, I... I met a woman who I never actually met. She was just one of my 5,000 Facebook friends, so I would look popular, uh, was named Teresa Shell, And she was doing this uh, TV show, like web series out in Hollywood, California. Okay. And I found out that she was from Roanoke, Virginia. So I knew that I had relatives in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, and she also had a daughter, Krista, who is an actress. Yeah. And they I've saw- done plays with her. I know. And that, that, that was yeah. the link Stop to you. Much. And you are from my mother's side of the family, of which I know very little about. I know very little about mama's side, but I know all about the lively side. God knows we know about the two a two thousand page book, but I know very little about my mother's side. So when Teresa moved back to uh, Roanoke, Virginia, which is where you hail from, mm-hmm. her daughter Krista was in a theater company. She said, "I think you might be." be related to Blair Payton. I said, Payton? Yes, I am related to the Paytons of Roanoke, Virginia, but I don't really know them. But uh, anyway, yes, your great-great-grandmother... But didn't she say, like... There's a little gay boy. Oh yes, she did. I forgot. I forgot about that part. Turns out there are four of us. I thought there were only three. Anyway, we're growing. We're growing all the time. So yes, she said, and he's a gay boy. I go. He's a gay boy. I thought I was the only born again Christian in the family that that had, that, that had turned into a Swisher. But, <laughs> but she said, "Oh no, there's another one." You even had a fancy name. Blair. I did. Yeah. Blair. Well, no, my mom before when I was uh, being, well, I was in the oven cooking. Uh, they were trying to figure out names, and on the table was so they wanted to use a combination of dad's my grandfather's name on both sides yeah so i would i could have been harry joe oh i love that we could have written a song yeah uh but mom chose uh blair because it sounded very hollywood and here i am doing a podcast for literally dozens of people i've made it with a cut with a cousin of of (laughs) quite a number of times removed (laughs) but a cousin just but I'll leave out the part where you came to meet me and you didn't know I was a relative. No. Oh, okay. So everyone gives me shit for that. Because, so, you friended me on Facebook. I want to say it was like six or seven years ago. And sent you a private message that I'm a cousin 40 times Which removed, I didn't get. Which you didn't get. Yeah. And I thought you were just re- just not interested in, but in I did family ex- history. But you finally did accept. All right. Calm down. We're here now. <laughs> So when you sent me, so I looked at your page. I was like, this was my real thought. I was like, oh, okay, he's gay and lives in New York. He's super connected, except. So that's what I did. And then I just never talked to you, as as you do on Facebook. Correct. And then uh, I totally forgot we were friends. And then I moved here to New York. And then two years later, you messaged me. And you're like, I would love to know my face. This is going to be my impression of you, which I envision is actually just a variation of Samantha from Sex and the City. Um <laughs> 
I would love to know one of my Facebook friends. Let's meet for coffee. So I reacquainted myself with your Facebook page. And I was like, this guy seems like a hoot. If anything, this will be a fun adventure. But everyone was just like, you were... You thought you were going on a date, weren't you? And I was like, no! I was an old troll. <laughs> I would never date an old troll that I'm related to. An uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you to me? Cousin? I'm your father's cousin. Yeah, so... So I'm, what is that to me? Uh, we're first cousins once removed, I think. Okay. You know, we're removed. But I don't know how many times, but we're first cousins. Got it. <laughs> All right. So are you ready to dig into the vase of oh, I fun am. questions? I am. Okay. Do I need to go over anything? Or do you think you, you got the hand on the whatever, show? It's very difficult. Whatever question is in there, I'm I, I should have I should have been a politician because I can answer any question. I can bullshit around any question. All right. Well, we're gonna test that today. Okay. So draw the first question. As soon as you finish reading, I'm gonna start the timer. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to start reading. Okay. Uh, even though I'm from West Virginia, I can actually read. Okay. When are you shy? Timer begins now. Funny you should ask that because... <laughs> yeah, is there ever a moment where you're shy? When I go to the, to the, to the men's room, I'm pee shy. <sighs> I don't like to pee with others. Okay, uh, I hear you. Now, is that just people you know or people in general? Uh, people that I know, although... So I, you'll happily pee in front of a large, strange group of people. Well, I'll pretend I'm peeing, but I'm really just viewing. Okay. <laughs> viewing what, exactly? Let's expand upon Did that. Did you say this is a gay show? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Didn't start out that way, but... Well, boy, we're leaning hard into it today. <laughs> no pun intended. Maybe you should pick a question. All right. Well, I'll answer the question too. The only time I'm ever shy, uh, and it's a variation of shy. So if it's a guy I like, like really like, I won't um, ask them out. Because usually I'll be like, hey, you want to grab drinks? But if I really like them, then I'm shy. And I'm like, they have to ask me out. I don't know why. It's really dumb. Hmm. I know, right? We're both a little, like, psychologically off, aren't we? <laughs> All right. Next question. Do you believe it's possible for people to communicate with the dead? Uh, I, I watched enough of those psychic shows, like on Lifetime and uh, TLC, that I... I kind of do think you can have some sort of... I don't know if you can directly have a conversation with a ghost. I mean, you can, but it depends on how many Ambien you're on. What about you? Well, I know for a fact that you can communicate with the dead because I had a mother who was a searcher. She would go in and out of like uh, various like religions and whatnot and I never knew what I was coming home to at the end of the day. Like she would just be like, you know what, I want to be Muslim for a week. Well, oh no, not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember coming home to a gypsy fortune teller because my mama was the last one to to, to be alive and she was communicating with one of her sisters, uh, Phil, who had been killed in a car wreck. Is this the one you told me about? The glamorous one, yes. The one that lost her head? Yes, the one that lost her head. That was a yeah. good story. She was she was the glamour girl. Okay. Uh, 
and uh, very vain. She used to put wax in her wrinkles. Like I say, we're from an eccentric family. What, was that even? Did that even look? She put wax in her. How deep were her wrinkles? I don't know. You couldn't tell because of the wax. But I know that she talked with really small mouth movements. Now my, I said to my mother, "Why does she talk? She, she's afraid her face will fall off." <laughs> Oh, my God. But uh, anyway, yes, my mother used to have a fortune teller, and she would communicate back and forth. But I still think it was the fortune teller throwing her voice. <laughs> my mother was. So, wait, do you do you think it's possible, or do you think we just live in a family of liars? Uh, well, back then, I, <laughs> I think. Did she I, I, have, like, the full, like, the turban and, like, the. Like, oh, yes. Like it was an episode of I Love Lucy? Yeah, Madam Teresa was her name. Okay. Uh, was this, I, in West, this was in West Virginia. Oh, yeah, right now, West Virginia. Okay. Uh, Right at the foot, right at the foot of the Big Soil Mountain. <laughs> them fortune tellers live right there in West Virginia. She used to Shop call, at Magic Mart. She used to call her my darling sister, <laughs> and then cry. So wait, do you think? Oh, I loved it. It was such theater. So do you think you can like communicate with? No, I don't believe it. But no? I, I don't believe a lot of what my mother told me. Okay. All right. Draw the next question. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. All right. These glasses are just for show. I have to pull them off to read. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do something very daring without fear, what would you do? I would parasail. Wait, what is parasailing? It's it's uh, it's when you are. I think you're being pulled by the back of a boat, and you're yeah. wearing a thing like a parachute, Hell no. and it goes very very fast, and it nope. comes up off the water, Mm-mm. and then. And then it, it, you come back down, so you're up there. It's like you're dangling from a from a sail. And I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> I'm afraid of water. So it mm-hmm. would it would it, if yeah, that would be like that. If I could survive that, I could survive anything. I mean, it's in theory. Well, see, I'm the same way, and I can't separate my fear from because I can't even I can't swim. No, I can't either. Oh my god. No, we are just helpless. Little fragile flowers. Well, my mother left me riddled with phobiae. And the thing the thing is, she was afraid of, of water. We actually had a, a swimming pool at our house that my mother fil- filled up with dirt and turned it into an iris garden because she was afraid I would drown. Couldn't drown on irises. Well, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, do you still have people in your life today who are like, you know, I can teach you to swim? Yes, and it's I, so annoying. It's like I'm, I, I've made it this far, and I'm not dead yet. So, you know, Blair, I live in Cleveland and New York City, and I go back and forth on the train, and people tell me all the time, "Oh, Colin, you have to get over that." You know, in one hour, you could be in New York. Yes, but I have to take you know four Xanax and sleep for a day and a half after I get to New York, even though the flight took an hour. So I might as well, I might as well sit on the train. Oh, you're afraid of flying too. Oh, I haven't flown in years. So people say to me. You know, I don't know where they think I have all my money, but they go, with all your money, you never seem to travel. So I have to come up with a way to make it look like I'm in Paris. So that. So do you ever, like, if you have to take, like, if you had to take a flight, because I, I, I do get scared when I get on a flight, but, like, when I go in, I'm just like, you know, I could die on this flight. And yes, so I'd like, so I start, well, don't tell me that, because I'm going to have to fly soon. <laughs> Um, that I start making peace with like everything in life, and I was like, "All right, Lord, if it's your will, 
But then I'm like, hold up, let's talk it through. And so then I start to backpedal. So I really have to drink when I'm on a flight. Okay, so for me to answer this question, if I could do something without fear, I would like, I would get in a hot air balloon. But again, I would like to, because it looks real pretty, but like how the hell is that thing staying up with just heat and you're in a wicker basket? Yes. But it looks pretty from it the... It does look pretty. So I'd like to do that. Parasailing looks pretty too, but I can't do it. <laughs> we have similar phobia. All right. Uh, what was the name of the first album or CD you purchased? Well, for me, super cool. Uh, you remember the TV show Friends? I do. I never saw it, but I remember it. You're not really. Jennifer Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the group that sang the theme song, the Rembrandts, became popular for that one song. So they released an album, and I only bought the album for that one song. And I only recently uh, played the cassette. I was like, you know what? I should really give them a chance. And I shouldn't have. Their only good song was the theme mm. song. The rest was pretty rough. But that was my first. Mm. What was your first album? Well, uh, I was pretty old when I bought my first album because it, when I was young, we didn't have albums. We just had singles. I remember my first single was Sweet Little Sixteen by uh, Chuck Berry. But How does that go? Sing a few bars for me. Oh, my God. Sweet little 16. Well, they'll be rocking in Boston, around the USA. Well, isn't that rocking around the clock? Uh, oh, no, but it's similar. It's okay. similar to rocking around the clock. They all sounded alike. Okay. Uh, but then the first album I bought mm -hmm. was Connie Francis' greatest hits. Who's sorry now? Who's <laughs> well, she, sorry she now? was country, right? Oh, no. Okay. No, she was an Italian girl from Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, Const uh, Constanza... Uh, Friend Frank Canaro, and they caught, they changed her name to Connie Francis. I I kind of understand why they did that. Yeah, what thing. else did she sing? Oh, she sang "Where the Boys Are." Surely you know that song. I do know it. Yeah, I would never buy this album. By the way, well, I do enjoy all older music, but this is not one of them. You know, a few years ago, I was having surgery, and just before they put me under, they said, what would you like to, uh, you can listen to anything. I said, if I die on the table, I want the last song that I would have heard be Connie Francis singing Who's Sorry Now. And this is the truth. You're so dramatic. All right, <laughs> draw the next question. They asked you what song you wanted? Okay. And it's you true. can acknowledge it. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to whisper. Joshua, who's always looking looking after me, he's my he's my angel. He knows I asked for Connie Francis. Wait, are we both dead? Because I can see him too. If he's your angel, <laughs> <laughs> we died in in a hot air balloon and a parasail. God. Okay. Are you superstitious? Give an example. I am superstitious of everything. I'm even superstitious of you. I'm wondering if you're actually a blood relative or if you think I have money and you're just uh, trying to bilk me out of my fortune. Well, I mean, I've known you for like a whopping month and a half. And I think if you haven't given, given me money yet, then I would have cut ties. So congratulations. Well, and another example, I got hit by a taxi. <laughs> Because I wouldn't. You have a colorful life. Because I wouldn't walk under the ladder. So I went out into the street and got hit by Are a cab. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Look. How hard did the cab 
Did you go flying over the cat? No, but it, but but it knocked me under the ladder <laughs> that I was superstitious of. This was right in front of uh, Museum Tower, and I, I, there was a ladder, and I walked. So to avoid it. having bad luck, you walked out and got hit by a cab, which then threw me under the ladder. Under the ladder. <laughs> yes. That's a little ironic. Don't I you have think? a scar on my knee. I can show you. <laughs> I I believe you. Yeah. Okay, so you're superstitious. I would say I am, and maybe I get. Well, and I won't step on a crack either, like like when I'm walking down the street, and if people say, "I said, excuse me, sir." I'm not that I'm not, extreme, but I'm not stepping on that crack. So get off my case. <laughs> Did you literally have someone be like, "Sir, why aren't you stepping on that crack?" No, but to hurry up because I would. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I pick okay. I pick the cracks. God, so many jokes for that. Uh, you know, I'm superstitious, but I'm not that severe. Uh, I won't walk under a ladder. Mm. So I guess my time is coming to get hit by a cab. So hopefully it won't happen anytime soon. Okay, next question. And let me check the time, see where we're at. Okay, we have eight and a half minutes left. Mm. Okay. That's a what, lot of questions. What do you dislike? Uh, what do you dislike but have no good reason for disliking? Uh, mine's stupid, but like I feel like it's a universal truth. Taylor Swift. <gasps> Can't stand her. Thank you. And I have no good reason. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, why does she suck? Why do you think she sucks? Because I enjoy a lot of her music. And yeah, I'm going to be honest. I do. I think she's bland and boring. I think she looks like any girl in any mall USA. Maybe not quite as fat as most, but... but she's you know I grew up at a time when celebrities were like stars when you looked on the screen and you when, when there was something to look at I can look at the girl next door and look at Taylor Swift well she does have her glamorous moments does well to be truthful I don't watch I don't follow her uh because there's just nothing appealing about her and you know I'm in the beauty business like I'll follow someone unattractive like Lady Gaga because at least she's wearing feathers and and twinklers twinklers <laughs> what are twinklers which is good when you're not pretty you really should wrap yourself up in feathers and things that is a good note well what do you hate but have no good reason for hating you can't t say Taylor Swift although you had a very passionate argument actually I think I was defending her I think you it. were. I think yeah. you were. What do I that I have no control over? Uh, I don't like Rachel Maddow, mm -hmm. and not because of her politics. I don't like her shrill voice, and I don't like that long neck. Once again, it always comes back to the way people look. I think her hair is too short, her neck's too long, and the person that's dressing her puts her makeup in pastels. She's a brunette. She should never wear pastel pink on her face, and that long neck needs to have a bow or something around it. What would you do to make her over? What kind of what kind of do haircut would you give her, or would be complimentary to her? I think. For the length of her neck, she needs a little more hair at the top. She doesn't need that much more, but she's also advancing in age. And there's this old thing in the beauty business, because I am a beautician, mm -hmm. that a woman over 40 should lighten her hair. So I think she would look a little softer, unless she likes looking having that hard edge. If she likes to look hard and mean, then she's succeeding. But I would just soften her up a little bit. All right, draw <laughs> I think she'd get more viewers. Draw the next question. <laughs> All right. 
To what extent do others' beliefs influence you and why? This is an easy question. I don't give a rat's ass what people think. Really? No, is, now, don't. is that like a new... No, I've never cared. Ever since you were young, even in high school, in that awkward stage where you're like, yeah, I'm totally straight. No, I I had a boyfriend when I was six years old. Joe Mars. Oh, the name alone. I, I, just, I, t- <laughs> I tingle when I say Joe Mars. Oh, my gosh. You need to train me because, like, depending on the situation, specifically if I'm, like, in a room with people and they're talking about, like, politics, and, like, I don't really follow politics. I'm the one that you see media outlets talking about. Like, Obama is not president right now, is he? I don't think so. See, I... I don't even know. So whenever a, politics no, comes we have up, a very, just, we have a very pretty first lady. So no, I don't think he's the president anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But no, when that when politics comes up in the room, I'm always like, just kind of like, uh huh, uh huh, because it every time because I've always I always fall into working uh, in conjunction somehow with like news or politics, and I'm not that person so it's always like yeah that's great i'm just like a yes man just to like get it over with and get out of the room well i think you're 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 smart because it's getting harder and harder to get xanax and i'm telling you if you if you are following politics today you better have a good a good connection because you're going to need it well do you have a good connection because i might need it i have xanax okay good all right Fear of flying, uh, and I never fly. <laughs> uh, which is ironic, because when you take it, you do fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, whom do you run to when something bad happens in your life? For me, I'm going to say my sister Heidi. Sorry, Heather. I know Heather's going to give me shit for that. Okay, so who is your go-to person? Growing up at the base of the Sewell Mountain in West Virginia, <laughs> the last child of elderly parents. My mother was histrionic and on sleeping pills, and my dad was a drunk. I had to create my own fantasy world. My go-to was Joan Crawford. Every time, like, I, I would just see and hear Joan Crawford everywhere. I loved the drama, the makeup, the padded shoulders, and to this day, I'm 70 years old, and for 60 or more years, I have absolutely adored Joan Crawford. And anytime something upsets me, I always go to Netflix or or Amazon. Do you ever pull up a picture on the internet and just have a con- and just have a conversation with your phone? Every day of my life, I talk to Joan Crawford. I just adore her. If she was here right now, what would she tell you? I think that Joan would tell me that even as a young can you, child... Can you do it in her voice? I feel like it'll be more impactful if you do her. Okay. <laughs> I'll do a quote. Okay. Vita, I think I'm seeing you for what you really are, and you're cheap, and you're horrible. That was beautiful. It was like she was here. It was like she was here. That was... Uncanny. It was uncanny. Draw the next question. I'm going to check the timer, see how much time we have left. This is a skinny question. Well, we have one minute. What's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? <laughs> yes. Or vice versa. Which house? I've had a few houses in my day. What was the craziest one? Oh, my God. What's the craziest one? Uh, oh, could the person have been me? It can be you. 
That's what mine is. I'm always well, the worst. I was probably the craziest person at my house for a party because I kept saying, as my mother would say when she would have to leave the table or whatever, she'd say, if y'all would excuse me, I'll be right back. So I'd say, if y'all would excuse me, I'll be right back, and I would go out and change outfits. I've always been a clothes horse. So I would uh, come back in in a different outfit. I wouldn't say a word. Yeah. And then I would say, would y'all excuse me? And I would leave and come back in a different outfit. I think I had 20 outfit changes that night. And so finally, after about the 10th outfit, someone said, is he coming back in different outfits? <laughs> That's the kind of slow learners class I hang out with. Okay, so... All right. That's it. What What is the time? By the way, we're using Colin's timer on his phone. What is that? That is Norma Shearer from the movie The Women, my favorite movie, which Joan Crawford is, is in. She plays Crystal, the perfume sales girl at, at oh my Jack's department store. All right. So we have to get out of here. Thank okay. you so much for being a guest. You have to come back because you have a ton of stories. And you are just full of crazy. You know that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone could uh, deny that. So this is your platform. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Maybe your business? I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have a business? Well, actually, I do have What if a someone is watching this and they're like, that guy? Are we still being recorded? We are. Well, my biz- I've, I've found a niche. And it's in today's busy world, people appreciate having a private hairdresser. I literally do go to people's homes or offices because it saves them travel time. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times uh, all the you know most a lot of my clients get their hair colored because it's gray or they want, you know, glamour girl blonde or red or whatever. Right, right, right. But they don't really want the whole thing. They just want the professional application. There's nothing like a professional application when it comes to hair color. Oh girl, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> so then, you know, I leave. I put it on and leave. And it saves them hours and hours of time because they don't have to talk to me. They can work. Well, is there a way they can get in touch with you if they want want you to come do them? Uh, do you have a website? I do have a website. It's Lively Unmote. What is my website? columnlively.nyc okay. <laughs> and it will be I, in the description in case you I know. travel with help and I'm on I'm on Facebook it's Colin Lively one L in Colin um that's wow it. you have so much to say to a lot of people everybody puts two L's in it or an S on the end people like it. to put an E in Blair I'm like no they go Mr. Collins what's your last name my last name is Lively Oh, no, it's the other way around. Mr. Collins, what's your person? I get confused. (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, thank you so much for coming first. And uh, we will talk at you next time.